So welcome to our recap of episode seven of Lovecraft Country. I am. This episode focused around Hippolyta's uh, incredible journey to discover the true sense of who she actually was. And during this journey, we got to experience some of the greatest scenes this show has shown this season. Hanif and Kay, tell me your thoughts about this episode. A lot was going on. I mean, I, I love the visuals uh, of, of tonight's episode where it took Hippolyta into different time periods and, and uh, I guess a whole nother world or, or universe. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of things that uh, I think is, is probably chock full of Easter eggs that we have to go back and, and review, which I'll have to uh, do this week before the next episode. But I enjoyed it. Uh, it pushes the uh, storyline a little bit more only because of the dialogue that took place um, at the beginning, but for Hippolyta's character, it was a lot of powerful um, segments within this actual show, especially uh, towards the end when she has a, a conversation with um, her husband and, and that alternate reality or universe or world. Um, it was a, a really good speech that she had there. Um, how about yourself, Kay? What did you think of tonight's episode? God is a Black woman and I'm tired of shrinking myself for others. <laughs> I mean, that, that's accurate. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> Like, I felt so, I don't want to say seen by this episode, but I was just like, there's so many points that this episode hits for me personally that I was like, yeah, like, the whole part of, like, how we're, how we're taught to shrink ourselves. And someone asked a question about, it, like, how often, like, how often do you think people shrink themselves in relationships? And, like, how many men contribute to the shrinking of women? I was just like, you know what? Some, many, all. Like, we are taught, and it's not just black women it's just people in general like we're taught to not push ourselves out to see ourselves to to be our biggest versions of ourselves, and we're just like shrink yourself in because it makes other people more comfortable shrink yourself in because you can't possibly be that way shrink yourself in because life has told you you know what you ain't shit so shrink whatever you believed or wanted to do get rid of that you're, you're not able to do that even if you're in like like the, it's still i don't know i just felt like this had a little bit too close for me <laughs> it's like what did, what are the what do the kids say i feel attacked i feel seen you know all that stuff i'm just like this episode just was like a lot for me but i love the visuals of it just i love the visuals yeah, as we uh, live tweeted this episode, I was looking through a lot of the uh, latest hashtags for Lovecraft Country, and I saw a lot of um, presumably female uh, Twitter accounts. It was definitely in agreement to the, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the stuff that Hippolyta was saying. And especially, like you said, uh, as far as um, women uh, uh, feeling that or being told or taught to shrink themselves. Uh, when they're in a relationship or just shrink themselves in general in society so that way they're seen as more docile more um manageable uh is definitely what she was what, what, uh, i guess hippolyta or lyta was uh really saying at the end of the episode when she was talking to george and even george didn't realize that he helped contribute to her shrinking uh or you know not really um aiding her and being the biggest version of who she could be which is hippolyta the explorer you know or the adventurer it's just more so this hippolyta the smart housewife or smart um you no know, businesswoman but not so much the the explorer that she truly wanted to be when she was younger you know and and i agree with everything 
uh, both of you are saying. Um, so I don't want to be that person to, to bring the episode back down to earth, but I, but I have to temporarily um, because it, it had incredible scenes, imagery, the colors, uh, that it makes you forget how the episode started with Tig learned the biggest, made the biggest discovery about his own father this episode. And that even made Tick think about his childhood growing up. And that was when he saw Montrose with, uh, I forget. Uh, Sammy. His, Sammy. Uh, and, and he even asked his father, he said, did his mother know? And the answer was yes. His mother knew that he was gay. So Tick realized that all the times that he was beaten, it had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with his father. But a lot of the decisions that Tick made about his own life, if we go back to last episode, was because of what he was subjected to by his father. Mm-hmm. So even though uh, the episode focused more on Hippolyta, which was a great thing, it still was true to the name of I Am because now Tick has to rediscover and understand who he actually is. Yeah, and. Yeah. And this episode, even though I, I did tweet at one point that I don't know everything that's going on, but it's a lot of fun. Um, this was the first time I think this episode, this series tied so strongly to the first episode where Tick's vision had UFOs, it had a queen coming down from a spaceship. Um, it had a lot of different elements in it. And this episode had those elements, but it was just centered around Hippolyta's story. Yeah, and and going back to what you said as far as uh, Tick finding out that his father's gay, um, you know, it just it's painful to see that you know the visualization of you no, know, here's a here's a young man who realizes that he was never really in the wrong. It wasn't like he was being disciplined for something, and realizing that the reason he was being tor- tortured pretty much, you know, getting these beatings when he was a kid is because his dad's own. Um, uh, difficulty and being who he wants to, who he wants to truly be, you know, that, uh, you know, fighting that not so much an inner demon, but just trying to fight uh, his true self. And unfortunately taking note that pain out on your own loved ones. Was, I mean, and then you've seen that whole confliction with tick at, you know, he storms out of the apartment. Um, you know, he's, he's just built in with so much frustration and rage. It was like, how could, you know, someone who's supposed to be responsible for me, someone who's supposed to love me, beats me because of their inability to understand and, and um, accept themselves for who they are. Uh, I mean, that was, and that, and that was early on. So, I mean, it, it was, I thought how the episode was going to go was going to be a darker turn, but I mean, fortunately watching Hippolyta um, uh, traverse these multi, the multiverse, if you will, uh, was was a much lighter uh, tone as far as visually and I, for me, if more emotionally until uh, uh, towards the end of, of her speeches with, with um, Uncle George. Um, but also in the beginning of the episode, uh, thankfully they kind of laid everything out on the table. You no, know, they they the episode begins back where uh, Ruby confronts Christina slash William after she changes or, or William you know, uh, uh, transforms back into Christina and Christina lays everything out. No, she was, there actually is a William who, who almost did get killed by uh, the cop who wanted to take over that Chicago um, uh, lodge house. You know, so she's basically keeping him alive on, on IV or whatever treatments and using his blood to make those body change um, uh, potions if you will. Um, so she employs Ruby 
to basically be her spy and find out the information she needs to get those lost pages of the book of names. Uh, so I guess Ruby's going to be her her spy. She's her 007. She's going to be sneaking around uh, Uncle George's uh, shop and and following behind Letty and Tick to see what they can uh, what she can uncover. Yo, I am so annoyed and pissed off at Ruby at this point because I'm like because like girl seriously here this is I get that you want to know everything but you're. Let's say that she does end up being a spy. Mm-hmm. You're still helping this woman who, for all intents and purposes, puts you in a line of, in a line of danger by giving your sister the money to buy this house. She still doesn't know that, though, does she? I don't know. Cause, like, we don't know what exactly she tells her. She, she, we just know that she tells her, tell me everything. And everything from... <laughs> from from Christina maybe it's more information but we know it's clearly not everything so I don't know like I like I like the part where Ruby and Letty start to kind of almost connect again as sisters but at the same time I'm like I'm thinking are you just doing this to help Christina because you want to help her to either maybe get William back or whatever, or you just want to try to turn around and maybe use the magic for yourself. Like, I don't really know, but I kind of just want to, like, know or guess what's happening. Like, I, I need more information. And right now, she's looking really like all skin folk and kin folk, and I'm not digging that. No, I hear you. But uh, another major reveal is possibly that um, at the very beginning, Tick and uh, Letty seem to have that same dream of, you know, escaping the burning uh, Artem mansion uh, while following after um, their possibly uh, Letty's ancestor as well. So is it? I mean, I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those Luke and Leia kind of things where Tick and <laughs> Tick and Letty are actually related. I mean, that is, the way it seems, they may actually come from the same uh, ancestors, which uh, many of us probably have that same thing. We we don't know. Um, you know, because there wasn't that many great records uh, held or, or stored for anyway for um, African Americans uh, slaves. So, for all we know, Kareem and I may be related. Exactly. <laughs> That's why people think we look alike. But at least Luke and Leia, they didn't, they didn't have a potential child together. That's also and true. it seems like Letty might be pregnant. And I wonder if this is what led her to have that dream. Mm. Um, because now she shares even a deeper connection with Tick, allegedly if she is pregnant, which um, based off of her, her change in her um, taste buds, it seems like she might be. Yeah. Uh, so maybe everything is tied together. Uh, but that led to the, the interesting turn that maybe they can find the book of names um, as opposed to just looking for pages because maybe they can decipher the dream, maybe they can decipher um, Tick's an- ancestry, um, so I'm more here for that. But the rest of the episode is is all I can think of. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, yeah. And, and we, that's Hippolyta's story. Yeah, we can break that down further. Because really, honestly, there really wasn't much else. Well, I'll take that back. There were a lot more Easter eggs outside of Hippolyta's journey. Yeah, uh, like did. the... Oh, they meant how you mean like how the kids were mentioning um they wonder if bobo when when does bobo come back so we clearly know it's the summer we we were at the summertime mm-hmm. and bobo's not there 
with his friends. So that we means- also know that Bobo's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hurts. Yeah, for <laughs> that those that don't know, hurts. Bobo is actually supposed to be Emmett Till. Uh, so. so, and this is the summer of his death, of his murder. So, yeah, that's um something where we get to that grounding in reality part of the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But let's 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 be lighter now. Like let's think of the lighter stuff, the less reality based stuff. Well, then I, I want to just throw something else out there um, because we did speak before we started this episode about two individuals who had a journey, but we didn't even consider the third individual who had a journey. But we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> you mean the dude that got thrown in and that was dead? No. <laughs> I still look. I'm gonna say it now, and I'm gonna probably say it again. They should have thrown all, both of them in. I'm sorry. You don't. You don't just leave a dead white man around. You get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Easier said than done. I mean, these these guys. Uh, no. But the one who was in. thrown in, he wasn't dead. No, he wasn't. But he. Mm, true. He was not dead. Crap. I mean, he's gonna be destroying reality elsewhere. Ugh. Yeah. But um. So basically, Hippolyta, she's able to figure out how to open up the Ori. Um, and inside the Ori, there's a, um, a key with a phrase. And the phrase is, every beginning is in time and every limit of extension is in space. Um, I haven't done any research on that phrase. So I'm not sure if that's a quote from anything of importance. If it is, I'll find out and I'll post it on our Twitter, uh, which is Three Hokages Podcast. Uh, the um, Navigational inf- notes, uh, it actually gives the coordinates, uh, I think 39 de- 39.8 uh, degrees and negative uh, 95.15 degrees. I, I use Google Maps. It's actually in Kansas. It's an empty field uh, in, in Tro- near Troy, Kansas. Um, it's an empty field now, but clearly back then it was not an empty field. It was the location of... Fair enough. Yeah. And in the 50s, it may have been something, it might have been a um, observatory. observatory. Yeah. But, right. Uh, uh, Google Maps just has it as an empty field. There, there's no trace of Hippolyte or, any, or anyone else in Lovecraft Country on the map. That Google Maps will know. <laughs> oh, won't well, let us know. The man is hiding out that information from us. They are. <laughs> Stop joking. Um, so, so she, so she goes there and actually she figures out, you know, how to operate the the machinery i, I really thought a stargate was going to open up the way she was turning the dials and making everything line up I was like okay a stargate's going to pop open but the cops that came in they look like the same kind of cops that were manning the lodge in chicago so it may not be the same actors but i presume that this observatory is probably an extension of the lodge and um in chicago or, or nearby anyway yeah she uh Captain Lancaster's men are all over the place. So. Yeah, because Tick got there pretty quick. Yeah, Tick, I was like, yo, Twick, Tick got there way too fast. I'm just like, dude. We're... Yeah, because Tick went to uh, St. Louis, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, or St. Louis, uh, in, was it in St. Louis, Kansas. Well, I assumed Missouri, but you know, it could be Kansas. How far from Mayfield, Kansas to St. Louis? Yeah, I don't know. He made double time. That's what it was. He was exactly like yo. Military speed. Mm-hmm. He, was, he got there quick. You know his aunt was in trouble. Let's see. Well, he was in Mayfield, Kansas to Troy. To Troy, Kansas is three hours. Okay, but he didn't have a car. He was like he was using a bus, unless he borrowed. Unless the older lady had a car. 
Unless Bessie had a car. Possibly. This could have been a, a simple uh, uh, plot loop, plot hole that they you know just we'll, we'll overlook it. Just let the tick just shows up just in time and saves the day kind of thing. And at one point, uh, when he comes in there uh, just to help uh, rescue uh, Hippolyta from the two police officers, I honestly thought she was going to turn the gun on him. I did too. I was like, she wouldn't be wrong. Not, not that she was going to shoot him, but you no, know, out of anger that you no, know, uh, no, Uncle George is dead. I, no, I got this gun on you, kind of thing. You didn't tell me all the truth about how he actually died. Right, and but it sucks no, she... that she found the pages of the book mm-hmm. of the comic book inside the burnt out pages of the original lodge. You're just like, oh man, that's not good. That's not good. But yeah, she found it, and you know. Still that still that comic book just keeps getting left around. <laughs> but yeah. But well wait, you know what we didn't say we didn't talk about on her on Hippolyta's journey to mm-hmm. Kansas. We didn't get to see who she met. Oh yes. Uh during her drive there, she actually was um uh, a African American woman was on a motorcycle. It looked like a Harley motorcycle. Uh, nope, right it was not a Harley. It was, was it? it so the motorcycle that was normally used by Bessie Stringfield was an Indian Scout. Okay. So that should have been an Indian Scout. But and you know. it might have been. I mean, I just thought it was a thought it was like an easy ride at Harley. So I mean, you know it more than I do. Uh so but for those who don't know, Bessie Stringfield was a uh, a well known uh motorcyclist in the early forties and mid fifties, I think. Or yes. maybe even earlier than that, probably maybe between the thirties and fifties. Uh, and she was recorded as riding uh coast to coast eight times on her uh on her motorcycles at one point. Um so that was a nice nod to add her in there. I just needed to bring that up because I was like, that's so amazing. It's so awesome. It's like, see, black women doing their own thing, going out solo. And it's funny because then you it just it pushes it against the whole shrinking because Bessie Stringfield, clearly she was out on the road on her own, not shrinking and not she was living her fuller self. Right. So, like, I love that that's who kind of like at least helped push um Hippolyta on that journey as well like she got to ride a little bit with her to like mm-hmm. push that journey and to like open herself more it was a hidden figures nod in this episode as well right um, yeah and I, I I love that because that's something that prior to the movie coming out um a few years ago it, it didn't get enough shine um, yeah, it was, it was crucial in every way. So it, it fits perfectly into everything that Hippolyta was saying uh, because she figured it out, not because of magic. She figured it out when all those racist cops and everyone in the lodge, they could not figure out what she figured out. And when you think about hidden figures, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, simple simple math and, and, and physics. She was able to figure out the Ori. Uh, and you know, jumping towards uh, next week's episode, you see Captain Lancaster asking D about what do you know about magic? It's like not, some of the things. It's not even magic. It's just simple math and science that you know you guys are are you know thinking it's something grander than that. And she was able to just use basic, uh, well, not basic, but yeah, <laughs> just use her knowledge that she's acquired through normal means and able to uh, unlock this Ori and be able to you know go into this other world uh, and, and, and see all these different sites and things like that, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Which I, when, when it first happens, uh, no, after she activates the machine in the observatory, she gets sucked into this 
other world or, or other universe and she's um you know it looks like she's in a spaceship but it almost reminds me of uh when dr manhattan's on mars and he's just sitting there by himself in solitary <laughs> i mean you see she's you see the spaceship and you see these two tall like robotic beings coming to her i'm not sure who they were supposed to represent if they're just guardians or, or something like that um but i thought that was pretty cool as you see her like she's in this locked away in this room uh by this like like Kim says, is I don't know if that's supposed to be representation of, of God as a woman with a super a super uh, uh, afro. Yep, I'm telling you. Look, <laughs> I'm saying right the now, coconut oil in the world. Exactly, all yeah. the coconut oil in the world, and that's what that afro looked like. Beautiful, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, the actress playing uh, Seraphina, the the goddess like creature, is um Karen LeBron LeBl. Oh wow, Karen LeBlanc. That's who that actress is. Okay. So I like I had to look at her because I was like, who is this woman? Like she is so imposing but so beautiful at the same time. So I just kind of wanted to look up who she was. She's That's a Canadian. Good. She's a Canadian actress. So yay! Okay. Congrats to her for getting a role. Maybe we'll see her in uh, another episode or two. Uh, but I mean, what I enjoyed about that scene was that here's Hippolyta, you no know, stuck in this, you no know, alien ship or uh, vessel or whatever. Even though she kept saying it's not a prison, but that she's confined, she used her knowledge and her wits to understand her surroundings and actually break free. Well, she opened up the door anyway until you know, Serafina comes in and, and you know stops her and tells her, who you know, say, stay, which I think she says like either say, um, "Who are you?" or yeah. say, like, "Say your name." And, yeah. Um, so her first trip into the void, you now she goes back uh, further in time into Paris, France to dance with Josephine Baker, which is a cool scene there. Which you gotta admit that, um, and Josephine Baker, I had looked that up too, because I was like, who are these ex- these other women who are like bringing mm-hmm. these great people to life? Um, the other actress who played Josephine Baker, her name is Kara Patterson. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else, but... You know, just I might have to watch that job. scene again to, hey. to, to find some Easter eggs I may have missed the first time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah uh huh, sure. That's what you're looking for. This show has hidden messages within messages, so <laughs> I have to be thorough. <laughs> for the betterment of the show, right. yeah, he's going to rewatch yeah. the, uh, this episode. Right. Solid writing. <laughs> Solid, Solid writing. writing. Absolutely. Yep. But 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 I did love um, even little things about the scene, um, mm-hmm. such as how she she was she didn't know the steps. Um, well, she couldn't get the steps right because she was in awe when she probably had every single sequence memorized from you know enjoying it so much uh, that just the fact that she was in awe, it's mm-hmm. like it was just a nice little touch. It was just it was a lighthearted lightheartedness of the scene um, that made it work even more, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I liked how when she was with Josephine Baker, like after they basically said, get it together, because the French women were like, oh, these American women, they're so whatever. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Frenchie. Um, but I was like, yeah, but y'all forget Josephine Baker was American, so shut up, Frenchie. Um, but how like after Hippolyta gains more confidence in herself and her and her and Josephine Baker are having a conversation and she's saying no one else noticed this would notice that about her about Josephine's moods but here Hippolyta is seeing it and noticing it and like how she takes in more of the world than she than she knows than she than she realizes 
mm-hmm. which I thought was great, which then led to her admitting she wanted to kill white people, which I was like, yes. Yeah, that was a I powerful understand. line that she said there as well. You no, know, saying that as, as far as, uh, no, they figured out a better, a, a, a more ingenious way uh, to lynch her. No, without her, without her realizing that they slipped the noose around her neck. Super paraphrasing the uh, the the, uh, the line, but I mean the, the message was still there. I mean I think that was one of the many powerful moments in the in the episode that Hippolyta had expressed. Yeah, that was very deep. That was a deep line. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. Everything that that was made, that was said in that statement, it was just perfect in my opinion. And then she claims who she is and says, I am Hippolyta. And where does her neck journey bring her back to? To the dome. Okay. I'm not going to say they were officially the Dahomey women, but it looked like they were the Dahomey women. Um, the Dahomey, Am- the Dahomey Amazons. Um, but uh, I think they're the real, like part of the name is the Fawn people. Yeah. But like the, Okay, thank you. But it was like the women of the Dahomey tribe, and they're just like, oh my god, yes, thank you. It's something like I know, not to say that like I don't like I I need it to be stuff that I know, but I'm just like, yes, it's a it's a very good tribe of women that are just fighting, and it was great. But it also made me think about um, at the same time because the the officers looked like they were Confederate soldiers. Yeah, I thought they were Confederate and, as well. And I was like, um, they didn't fight the Confederate soldiers. I'm pretty sure they fought the French, but I was like, okay, those look like Confederates. Maybe I'm wrong. They didn't have like Legionnaires uh costumes on, so that's why I wasn't sure what was uh, uh who they were fighting, but I thought it was I thought it was French. I mean I'm sorry, I thought it was Confederate uh, uniforms because just that's because at the beginning of the uh series, no, uh Tick is like on this Martian or alien um right. uh, planet and there's you no know, Romans fighting uh, com- uh Confederate troops in the background. So I no, I wasn't sure what was happening. So it, it could be that as well. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, um, why would they be fighting the Confederates? But okay, I will let this go. This is science fiction. But I was like, so this is the this is the fight of the princess on Mars because you know you can't be an ex Confederate like mm-hmm. you can't be ex racist when you were fighting for slavery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. And then her speech, then her freaking speech to them. I'm sorry, like I cannot wait to watch this at least three more times. But everything about this episode just like laid it down, and it, it was just like one good thing after another, after another, after another, after another. No, yeah, her speech towards the end. Um, I wish I had it, you know, written out the her full speech, but um, some basically is what you were saying earlier in tonight's uh, podcast. But as far as she realizes that, you no, know, when she grew up, that she wanted to be an explorer. She wanted to have. She had so um, so many ambitious things that she wanted to do, but you no, know, it wasn't ladylike, or she was encouraged or told you no know, to to refrain from doing those kind of things and. Um, you know, she loses a bit of herself. I mean, in the in the monologue, she says she's shrinking herself, but uh, at the same time, you shrink and you lose yourself. And she's telling that to George while they're laying together in bed, and he even realizes, like, he catches himself and realizes, like, well, damn, yeah, I pretty much did lead you and shrink you, so that way I can basically secure myself, knowing that home base, knowing that my wife is at home and she's safe and secure. Not realizing by doing that, I'm now shrinking you to the littlest form of who you were meant to truly be 
And uh, I mean, it's, it's something that I think happens probably in every relationship, um, subconscious, probably more subconsciously than consciously, that couples, husband and wife, or, or uh, no, uh, man or woman, whatever, however the, the, the uh, relationship dynamic breaks down, everyone plays their part. And sometimes you give in a little bit more of yourself to the other to make sure the other person, your significant other is happier and vice versa. And you may lose yourself. You may lose a little bit more and more of yourself until you're no longer that person uh, who you were, I guess, always wanted to be. Yeah. So I wonder how this is going to tie into um, Uncle George potentially being Tick's father. And and we, we know his his tick fathers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's, it's safe to say that. Uh, but now the question arises: um, What could Hippolyta have done if she knew the truth about Tick's mother? And I don't mean in terms of Uncle George having a relationship with her, but considering how quickly she was able to figure out the machine, what else could she have figured out? And that's mm-hmm. they they put themselves in a bad situation. By not including her and by allowing her to shrink or or being responsible for her shrinking, because they didn't deny themselves the ability to have a greater understanding of something that's impacting all of them right now. Imagine if she was brought into this earlier, which she could have contributed to. True. Yeah. I I wouldn't have wanted her to come with them on that first road trip, though, because I really believe she would be killed. And that's harsh, but I feel like if she would have went out when they first went out it wouldn't have just been uncle george that would have died it would have been both of them no that is true i do agree with that but just in terms of like diana she may have been able to maybe she could see diana's abilities in a different light maybe she would have saw it in a different light previously if she knew what was possible mm-hmm. mm, true but also while hippolyte is traveling through this multiverse Tick actually goes into the into the, the multiverse as well. But when Tick comes out, he holds a book that says Lovecraft Country, and the author is none other than George Freeman, Uncle George. So we I guess somewhere down the line, there's a alternate reality where Uncle George is actually writing uh, Lovecraft Country books. You think George told him that he, he's like, I'm your father? I think so. <laughs> it was almost like a um, uh, Luke, I am your father scene. Exactly. exactly. Um, I guess that, then that clearly must mean that uh, Tick is losing a, a hand, huh? Yeah. We can you see. Never we know. never know. <laughs> Tick's going to be handless soon. Yay. I'm just kidding. The, the, the writing in this show. And even if I don't know everything that's going on, it, it's just right now, I think that the show has found its stride. I think this is the second episode in a row. Uh, where I feel so engrossed in what's happening um, and the way that it tied in uh, this, the speech of, from the movie Space is the Place, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, and the, the quote is, is something that, that, that was perfect for that moment. It says, I'm not real. I'm just like you. You don't exist in this society. If you did, your people wouldn't be seeking, seeking equal rights. And when you think about what happened to Hippolyta, was it real? And if it was real, what does it mean going forward? Because if she existed, then why are her people seeking equal equal rights? So I just think that the way that was added into the episode at that moment um, was powerful because the one who was responsible for writing that movie, uh, he also claimed to have been abducted by aliens 
I believe, back in the 1930s. And so there's a lot of Easter eggs that it's not really Easter eggs when you think about it. It's taking black history, um, even some of the most obscure history, and it's tying it all together in such a marvelous way. Agree. I love it. I've been loving it. And I really do like the fact, I like the alien scenes when her and George are like just like uh, cataloging, cataloging alien life. <laughs> lost in space kind of thing. Yes. Someone, I have to admit, I love the way someone else had put posted, had put it in here. They're like, oh, so she's now just quantum leaping all over the place. I was like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what this is. She's quantum leaping to fix issues to lead to make change. It's like, who's gonna perfect. be who's gonna be Ziggy? Um, I'm guessing that's Tick's journey. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tick's journey. Tick's journey is Ziggy. So yeah, but I was just like, oh my god, that is so amazing. But yeah, like then it does lead me to wonder where what happened to the white dude? Like what happened to the white soul to the white cop that went that went in that got sucked in first? Due to his element uh, <sighs> count being too low, he didn't make it. I think he met Donald Trump. That nice. was his. That was his. That was his racist guy that he met. He, <laughs> he, he joined the cult. Now let me stop. <laughs> but did you know? Okay, so does anybody else find like feel like it's kind of cheating for? It is kind of cheating. But like the fact that Tick got a copy of Lovecraft Country makes me feel so much like um, was it the second uh the second time movie back to the future where marty mcfly gets the book with oh, the um, gambling on book? it yeah yeah i feel like that's our that, that was our marty mcfly moment <laughs> in this episode <laughs> well marty never used the book biff did so i guess well you know the book um what he did at least we know what uh, in this episode tick did state that he was able to um translate several pages of the uh of what they have printed out anyway of the book of names yeah, I really wish he would have paid more attention to the. Okay, sorry. Going back to when Tick was in was in St. Louis, was it Missouri or Kansas? But whatever. When he's there, and the woman brings out the when Bessie brings out the book, mm-hmm. like I'm like, dude, you need to memorize these people because I swear that's going to be important. We and thought like, we going to see uh, Letty's family photo or something there. I really yeah. And it's interesting because Tick, like Tick, saw on the woman in the photo the same birthmark that he has. She had it on her arm. Tick had it on his back. And I'm wondering if like the placement matters. I was like, maybe it's like branding. Yeah, like are they branded through time and his- through time now because of it? And does D have that same brand? I know that we we already we discussed the beginning, but like, so when did Hillary die? When did the white woman die? And I say that because when we, when Christine is downstairs showing uh, Ruby the people, we mm-hmm. see William and we see the white lady that she was. But we saw that same white lady in the town. So when did she die? Right. And it was it was that actually Christina slash William as the dog catcher owner she, or whatever? It couldn't or? have been because Christina was there at the same time. Like you saw Christina riding her horse when it came to like the, the saving the, everybody. Christina was on her horse, and so the dog lady mm-hmm. was there as well. So when did she die? And does that mean like everybody in that town is dead? Good question. I, hmm. I don't think. Well, I don't. I'd like to say everyone isn't dead, but after that whole explosion that rocked the mansion, I think everyone probably left though. Sorry, I got like so many questions, and I'm like, as I'm like thinking back, 
to everything. But I liked how she, Hippolyta, had to look through the through the mirror to first un- unlock the key that was the Ori. And I was like, oh, it's like looking through the mirror, it's through the looking glass. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you discover so many secrets looking into yourself. Yep. And they're not good. Or are well, they? No, it depends. It depends on what you see. For people that say that you can't do Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. I'm going to need y'all to look at this episode. Look at it, study it, do it. You don't got to replicate it exactly, but please note that it can be done. And it can be done lovely. Yeah, and one thing I, I, I definitely will do when I rewatch it is take down the um, the coordinates. that they, Whenever she uh, either time skip or, or you know, went to a different yeah. location, there were new coordinates down. I want to see where those actually show up on the map. Yeah, because I was trying to figure that out. Because I was like, "Wait, hold on!" It jumped again. It jumped. It was like, "Okay, I'm sitting here trying to tweet on my phone and look at everything." And I'm like, "Okay, I can't do all this. <laughs> so I'm just gonna have to go by the wayside." And looking at the coordinates was the one for me that I was just like, "I can't." I was like, "But I really want to know where they go to." I have a, a question. Mm-hmm. We have no answers. Takes <laughs> mother. Yeah. She's she's extremely important. But we know so little about her. All Why we, is that? Because all we know, well, well, one, everything is still being told from Tick, and as Tick is learning stuff, so we, if you think of it in a way of how how much do children really know about their parents? Barely anything. We know only what we see and what glimpses of information we get from people. So. I mean, I'm hoping that we get an episode where she, aside from the one where she was dancing with Uncle George, but get more about her to see how, to see more about what she knew. Because if she all she all we know right now is she had a cousin, which is something that we just learned, and both her and her cousin survived Tulsa. Yeah. Now I was thinking that maybe if the, I mean they could try to say that you know the it was actually the, the Sons of Adam people had initiated the um, Tulsa massacre to try to obtain that book. That would be awesome. And they did this yeah. riot to try to stop, you know, stop the, the black people from having this kind of power. So they went in and started raiding and and, and looting the entire neighborhood and, and looks and I guess and search for this book. That's an idea. But I mean, there's a, there's a lot of questions. That it I is. Did you notice something else in the beginning? And it, it, I think we, we talked about this um, previously. And that was a question that uh, Montrose has asked of, when did you start eating pork? Oh, so. so uh, no, no, is, is Sammy, really Sammy asked Montrose, when did he stop yeah, eating pork? Exactly. Oh, so when yeah. Did he stop eating pork? Yeah, so that's, so yeah, you might be, um, so is it maybe like a, it's a doppelganger kind of thing? It's possible. Ooh. I didn't think about that. I, was gonna say, I, just, I just thought he was just being an a-hole. Well, he was being an a-hole because he was asking about the grits and stuff like that. And yeah, but Sammy was right. Like as soon as we start, we start to get close. You know, you 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 show me exactly why uh, you don't want me to be here. You know, you, you know, becoming an asshole kind of thing. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Well, we've seen uh, people's ability to change uh, skin color and sex in this episode, in this series. So yeah. I'm just keeping that in mind. 
so maybe uh the her father's not really dead maybe her father's inside of um inside of no, i think he's gone i think he's gone <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 we're not going that far. It's what happened. No, her her daddy did. Um, so there might yeah. be somebody else. Oh wow! Wouldn't it be funny if Hemas took possession of him? No, I don't, I don't see how that could. I don't see how that could actually work though. Uh, Yahima's a two spirit, so technically the fact that she said she's able to keep herself alive in the, through the pages of the book. We have the pages of the, well. They have to first find the pages because the pages well the allegedly destroyed. Yeah, did he though? When did he have time? When did he have time? And I still want to know where he got rid of her body at. Yeah, like where's her body? Is her body back underground? Just take the elevator. We'll see everything. That's true. He could have just threw it right back on the elevator. And we only have three more episodes. Eight, nine, ten. Three more episodes. I'm not going to be ready for it to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't know what HBO is going to replace it with. I'm hoping there's a second season, but depending upon the content of the actual novel itself, they may be able to finish the entire story just doing this, just in this, these 10 episodes. Yeah. Oh, crap. Nope. Episode 8, we're going to... Ah, damn it. I just looked at what the title for Episode 8 was. What is it? Jigabobo. Oh, so they're going to tell us yeah. about um, D and, and, uh, and Mattel more than likely. Yeah. And then... Ne- episode nine is rewind nineteen twenty one, so we're going back to Tulsa. Yep. So and then episode ten is full circle. I don't want to see episode eight. Hmm. How about you guys watch episode eight and tell me all about it? <laughs> Why don't you want to watch episode eight? Because I don't need to know. I don't need to see. I don't. I'm gonna need them to make that in passing. Like, just don't actually show us anything. About Bobo, just let that be like in passing, please. What's of that? all the things that we've got, like it's weird. Like I can deal with the fictional, I can deal with like the the body parts, like the like the shedding of the skin. But I'm like real things. I don't want to be reminded of. Like I don't need. Nah, I'm good. I think it depends on how they 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 cover it. Well, if you guys can tell me about it. <laughs> Who am I kidding? We know I'm gonna be watching. Watching yeah. it, tweeting along, because I kind of need to see. I need to ride this thing out to see how it ends. You know, because it could be dealing with the aftermath more so than the actual event. Nah, they're gonna show. <laughs> I think yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They, they may even so. use stock footage from Watchmen for the, the uh, from the opening uh, episode, opening scenes of the Watchmen. They may just use the, the Tulsa riot scenes from there and just use that inside of the, the Lovecraft country. That could work. Kind of, they, they may even kind of loop it all together, saying that you know, Lovecraft Country uh, universe actually exists within the Watchmen. It's just exactly that. That's where Tick got the book from, because in that world, George Freeman never died. He just like was writing these things. Like it was like he just was able to see into this other world. Yep, that's what happened. This I other like world that. with giant blue men and all kind of crazy stuff. Well, no, the giant blue men would be normal in his world. <laughs> well, I was just saying, maybe Dr. Manhattan, like he sees that and he's writing a novel or something. Like, what if those two worlds are now intertwined in that alternate reality or, or universe? That's all. I'm okay with that, oddly enough. But all yeah. right, I think we can wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up, which is yeah. what Tick should have did with Letty. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes.
Wow, what happened to all that black love talk now? Mm -hmm. You want to wrap it up? <laughs> I mean, look, black love is one thing, but man, listen, unprotected sex is still unprotected sex. Like, dude, you. I mean, true, he's Mr. Fix It and he's getting it in, but still, like, dude, I'm going to need you to get a job, do something. Yeah, what does he do for a job? He doesn't do anything. He's, he's collecting his uh, military check. Oh, okay. What does he do for a job? Don't don't let Ruby fool you. She just hating. Hey, what does Christina do for a job? Why we gotta ask the black man what he's doing? We know living when she's not working either. She's um, she's, she's living up Christina is a rich side. white woman. Yeah. Like we saw how much money she left on the table for freaking Ruby. <laughs> Come on now. So, so he's supposed to have a full time job and save the world. He black. So that's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Making calls to Korea where it's twelve dollars for the first three minutes. Yes, yeah, he got paid for better. those phone call. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Pay for those call. Wait till Letty gets that bill. Exactly. Like she, he doesn't call Korea from Letty's house. Didn't he call? No, he didn't. Did he call Korea from the, her brother's house? No. But like, yo, dude, that's. I was able to actually look it up. Um, somebody had the what is it called? Like the not Ma Bell, but yeah, I guess the Ma Bell advertisement from 1965, and mm -hmm. it was like twelve dollars for the first three minutes for international calls. I was like, oh, okay. So if that was the price in 1965, how much more was it in 1950? That was probably a heck of a lot. Wow, that's expensive. Thanks. So, so thank you for joining us as we put our thoughts together about this episode. Um, join us again next week as we live treat episode eight, Jigga Bobo. See you then. But let's get it. No itch when I kick it cause it's pre day When I spray pull at three Hokage Beyond sight, think a night made me move all ways It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now in tune of the sound of the new old age Book words more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes empire, based on the day it's wire The culture ain't a case of day-to-day -day attire nah. Respect the frame, the man's is fire Pay comments, we can speak about us Pay comments, we can speak about us Pay comments, we can speak about us